0: with Mark chapter 10 verses 1 through 12. So excited to be here with you again. And uh, I'm going to read this passage and then I'm going to uh, share some comments with you. And so I'm going to be reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. So let's read. He set out from there, and went to the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Then crowds converged on him again. And as he usually did, he began teaching them once more. Some Pharisees approached him to test him. They asked, "'Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife?' He replied to them, "'What did Moses command you?' They said, "'Moses permitted us to write divorce papers and send her away.' But Jesus told them, "'He wrote this command for you because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh.' So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, man must not separate. Now in the house, the disciples questioned him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. Also, she divorces her husband and marries another. She commits adultery. I remember in dating life, uh, and maybe you think about this. uh, Maybe if you're single, listening to this or or whatever it is, you know, in dating life, we all had those deal breakers. You know, I'm talking about those things that we said that if a person did or didn't do, then we knew that they weren't the one for us. Now, some could have been pretty pretty petty. You know, if uh, if she wears black and blue together, then that's a deal breaker for me, right? Uh, if she's a fan of, of Alabama, you know, because I'm a fan of Tennessee, you know, that's a deal breaker for me. And some may have been pretty good, you know, in fact, pretty biblical. If they're not committed to, if they're not a committed follower of Jesus, then that's a deal breaker for me. Well, when we come to Mark chapter 10, we, we, get, we see that Jesus gets asked this question. In fact, you could go to Matthew 19 and you could see the same, same scenario here. And so if you go back to Mark chapter 2 and 7, we see the same time where Jesus gets asked these questions about traditions. And and here we get a little bit of a different kind of question. In fact, it's a little bit of a loaded question. The question is, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Now, we have to remember from the context here, the tone of the question is not as much for permission as it was to to see if Jesus had any sedition about him. means that They were trying to get Jesus to say something that would have maybe incited a rebellion or shown that he was against the things of God. But there's also a question that's behind this question. Uh, And and here it is. So Jesus in marriage, are there any deal breakers that you approve of? Once again, this is a loaded question. You know, we have to remember what's happened here a little bit. Well, remember that John the Baptist back in Mark chapter 6 He was beheaded for speaking out against Herod's adulterous affair. There were also some different interpretations regarding divorce, in that there were some certain rabbis that taught that even if a woman burned your breakfast, you could divorce her. And there were some that taught that divorce was only allowed if premarital sin was involved, meaning that the wife could not prove that she was a virgin. The husband husband had grounds to annul the marriage. You know, what you had, you hadn't heard, you had politics that were going on, you had traditions that were happening. Two of the things that are going to trip up Christians more than what we realize, politics and traditions. Well, how does Jesus respond? Well, he turns the question back on them. In verse 3, what does he say? Well, what did Moses say? To which they replied in verse 4, they're repeating back Deuteronomy chapter 24, Moses permitted us to write divorce papers and send her away. In fact, during this time, it was common for men to divorce their wives. But Jesus takes their question to a a new level. He shows them how marriage was instituted before the law was given, as it happened between Adam and Eve. Uh, Just as God was speaking the world into creation in Genesis 1 and 2, we see as well that he is instituting marriage the words that he that Jesus is sharing comes from Genesis chapter 1 27 and 2 25 and 26 the emphasis that Jesus puts on these statements is not on divorce but on God's plan for marriage which includes which includes the physical emotional and spiritual union of the husband and wife you know it's this picture of animals being yoked together to pull a plow and once again it reflects the nature of God's covenant as it's he that puts us together, and no man is able to separate. We can see this later in Romans chapter 8. Paul describes how there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Now, some may ask, well, what does God think about divorce? Well, God's word shows us that God hates it. Anytime time that it happens is a distortion of marriage and reveals our flesh in a committed relationship. So to treat divorce lightly means that our commitment has a lower view as well. Now we do need to recognize that in scripture there are places where we see that divorce is allowed though not encouraged. So first we see divorce is allowed in a time when infidelity occurs. This is a sign that someone has chosen to break their oneness with their spouse and commit adultery we remember as well that according to jesus in matthew chapter 5 this is not just an act of physical nature but also of emotional as well and later on we see how paul shows how divorce is allowed when one of the spouses is not a believer and chooses to leave on their own since they are not spiritually yoked together they're not living within the bonds of what true marriage is according to scripture the encouragement, though, from Scripture is for the believing spouse to try and stay with the unbelieving spouse and show them that show them Christ rather than to leave the situation. Now, while these circumstances allow divorce to occur, we need to remember that God's ultimate view of divorce is for it not to occur, even through infidelity or a spouse's unbelief. And that's why we see Jesus affirm the same thing when the disciples come to him later. He showed how to be casual about marriage and divorce for those that understand the nature of marriage in God's eyes was to break the bond of marriage for your own personal desires and actions are the same as committing adultery in the eyes of God. Now, what does this mean for us that are married or divorced? Well, first, we remember that marriage is to reflect the heart of God. And God shows us that there's no deal breakers for those that are his children. Even when our hearts stray and even push against the love of God, he still loves us because of Jesus. Second, marriage is to be understood as a testimony of commitment. You know, there's not a single person that I know that gets married looking to get divorced. Therefore, we should see divorce as a last resort, not a first step. There's going to be some times whenever it just happens. And let me just say as well in this, I think this is a great chance just to plug our care ministry, and that we have people that are at New Vision that can help you walk through these decisions, and help you walk through what's the best steps to take uh, to care for yourself and your family during this time, and to honor the Lord during this time. But let me assure you as well, divorce is not the end. While we might, while we may take matters into our own hands understand God's grace, mercy, and love are greater. God has a way of restoring broken pieces and putting them back together. He can restore broken marriages, yes, but listen as well and hear me, he can restore broken people and use them for his glory. And yet while it may happen in our lives, for whatever reason, God can put this back together as a part of our testimony to see that his ways are greater than our ways. And so I want this just to be a a word of encouragement for for those that are married, those that are divorced as well, that understand that God is in the in the business of restoring things. I mean he's not in the business. That's who he is. He restores things He restores those that are broken, and He can do that in your heart. You may be the recipient of a divorce. You may be in a place of where you're saying, we're on the verge of it. Friend, I just pray, pray over you right now that the Lord will just restore your heart. And He can restore that marriage? Yes, He can. He can rebuild it? Yes, He can. But it may even be at the place of where He's rebuilding your heart. Uh, through what you've gone through and let me just tell you yes he can friends thank you again for listening you went in with us today on our podcast our prayer for you is that you continue just to grow in god's word and his understanding of of who he is and that this encourages you more and more every day to just follow jesus and live for him so god bless you guys and we look forward to the next time that we can connect